0: Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. Hey, everyone! I'm an emotionally stunted (laughs) man-child! Hi, and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy, and I'm a proud Gen Xer, born in 1977. And I'm her sister Jenny, born in 1974. Jen, do you notice one of the comments we never get with this pod, or with my other pod, Six Degrees of Reality TV, Okay. is um, me being too quiet. <laughs> no. Not a problem. Never has been a problem. Story of my life. Um, a few things, guys, right off the top. We just want to remind everyone about the contest that we're doing, the Spring Tumblr giveaway, or as I'm calling it, Tumble into Spring. Tumblr no. into Spring? That was not <laughs> – I did not approve that. <laughs> Tumblr into Spring is the new contest that we're having where you literally just have to be in the Mimi Bees. Like You just have to exist in that space. And then we will randomly choose someone with Jenny's super duper ethical software to it just picks a random number. Wow! Yeah, right. Yeah, go ahead to give away one of our tumblers that say "Trust No One," which is right. you know our motto here at Gen X. This is why. No, I I uh, I've been up for a while, like a long time, <clears throat> but I haven't talked to anyone. Like the only person I talked yeah. to was. To, get, to order my breakfast sandwich at the bodega, which was delicious. And I would like to address your maligning me in the Mimi Bees over me wanting to rest my voice. <laughs> that was so stupid. I'm sorry. No, it wasn't stupid. <laughs> it was. I taught two classes that day. I talked a lot. And then I gave a presentation. And I got home and I said to Jenny, like, my voice is sore. I can't talk. Would you say that you were tired from talking too much? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Um, Jenny, speaking of being lied to, maligned, lying, trusting no one, I need to address the Love Is Blind finale. Okay, can we just say that I haven't seen the finale? I've, I've totally caught up, except for the finale. So if you blow something on this, I'm going to okay. kill you. You are welcome to take your headphones off while I'm reading bubble. Then we are just going to rant into the air. <laughs> Because by the time this airs, most people will have seen it. But I just want to say something very generally. This is not going to be a direct spoiler, but if you don't want to hear anything about it, I suggest fast-forwarding a minute. Sure. Here's the thing. We have been manipulated, and I am angry about it. And here's why. I feel like when you're a reality TV producer, you have to walk a fine line between manipulating your your audience and outright like lying to them and the difference is when you lie to them about something and you just hit them with something there's no context around that thing so then you can't decide did this person do the correct thing or did they do or is the, you know what i mean like you have no context because it was not there was none given to you and that makes me angry so you're mad because a reality TV show used editing to deceive us. I'm mad because a reality TV show didn't use editing well to deceive us. Can we discuss that Amy has a mug that's this radiant positive energy right now? What the... F- who got you that? This is Samantha's I'm drinking. Oh, my God. Samantha. But do you understand what I'm talking about? No. Like... You can't just throw something to us out of left field, and we, like, part of the fun of Love is Blind is trying to decide at the end, why did this person make the decision they did, based on what we saw? If we didn't see any of it, then we have no idea if this person made the right choice or not, and that's what I'm angry about. Well, but the whole thing is, I mean, they're in those pods for, like, weeks, right? Like, you're never going to see all that footage. No, but we needed to see some other things, and you'll this will make more sense to you right. when you see it. It's there's just they really shot themselves in the foot. I feel like there okay. what well, they didn't do it skillfully enough. Okay, that's what I'm gonna say. Okay, <sighs> all right. I had to take my breath, guys. Let's do a <sighs> collective sigh before we get to manly in the bathtub. I know it's coming. Oh, God. I know it's coming. All right, guys, today we're looking at Little House on the Prairie, Season 7, Episode 7, Divorce Walnut Grove Style. Jen? Newlyweds Laura and Almanzo have been having some relatively harmless arguments lately, but it reaches a whole new level when Laura suspects that he's cheating on her, then decides to leave him. Elsewhere, Charles is a proud owner of a new glass window, but installing it has been more of a challenge than he anticipated. Okay. Jen, there's a lot going on here. What did you think of this episode overall? It's just, like, I feel like we're getting into, like, the zany stuff. Like, Uh the zany years where it's just Uh kind of goofy. But all television was kind of goofy at this time. I agree. Like, there was, I was thinking about that. Like, something, and I'll talk about this later. Something has shifted. Yeah. And I don't know if it's a cultural shift. I think it is. I don't know. But you're absolutely right. Because it's now the 80s. In this season. But I feel like something has shifted mid-season, I I thought. But then I realized Mm -mm. we skipped a couple episodes. Yeah. Yep. That were zany and looked boring. Yep. Okay. Jen, we open up on a scene no one on Earth ever asked for and no one on Earth ever needed. Our pal, Don Batluck, writer, Michael Landon, director. Almanzo's in the bathtub, guys. I know. This was gross, and not just because it's Almanzo, but... Like, did they just take a bath on their wood floor? Could you imagine this happening today? Even worse. Uh, Yeah. Well, I mean, it's better than Hot Paw having a bath. I miss those days of Hot Paw getting in that tub out in that drama barn. I miss that. Jen Almanzo's angry because there are no towels in the bathroom. But there isn't. It's not a bathroom. It's a bedroom. No, it's a bathroom. Is I it? was I was feeling the same way. I was looking at it because I'm like, why is he in the bedroom but I don't see a bed? And I definitely see like a a like a a wash place. Do a you vanity? know what I mean? What a vanity about? with like a washing bowl on it, like not a sink. They didn't have indoor plumbing. Right. Okay. But there was definitely it was bathroom bathroom adjacent. <laughs> <laughs> it was bathroom adjacent. Okay. <laughs> So Laura says she forgot to wash the towels and we'll get them done tomorrow. He says, great, I'll just sit here until tomorrow watch my skin shrivel up. But then he says, oh, I'll just use a sheet. That's why I thought he was in a bedroom, no, too. No, she tells him to use a sheet. I mean, I've been in some serious laundry situations. <laughs> Actually, I'm heading towards one right now. I have to do my laundry today. Or like, But I've never had to use a sheet to dry myself off. Um, why don't you just use a dirty towel? Yeah. Because, like, you use the Like, the yeah. towels really get so dirty that you can't use them? Okay, can I tell you what I what kind of towel situation I'm in? Let's go to Amy's laundry corner. You're always in <laughs> some kind of towel situation at your house, I feel like. Here's what my kids do they use two towels per bathing session. So they take a shower, they okay, use a towel do on that. their hair, and a towel on I their do body. I do that when you okay, have fine. a lot of thick I hair, do that you too. have to tie it up. I do it too. However,. I then hang my towels on. I have a certain rack. I hang my towels on. Timmy has a rack. He hangs his on whatever. When I take a shower the next time, I use those towels one more time. Oh, I use Just them at least one more. more time. Right. Sometimes I'll my, use them like three more times. My kids get new ones every single no, time. That's insane. That's so insane. what I started doing, mom's pro tip out there. <laughs> I take all the towels that are in the hamper because there's it's always full. I throw them all in the dryer and just dry them and fold them and put them back on the shelf. (laughs) Nice. Nice. (laughs) Because I can't, Jenny, I can't deal with washing towels every three days.
1: It's so wasteful. I mean, they
0: must go through a thousand towels like a week. They do. They do. It's ridiculous. So my point is you could use a dirty towel. It's only either you or Laura who used it. Yeah. And you were clean when it touched your body. Right. It's so stupid. The tub is nice. I do have, you know, that note here. I like a good clawfoot tub. The tub is nice. It's what's in the tub that's the problem. (laughs) That's what I wrote. Nice. Then he stomps downstairs. So he's pissed off. And then he stomps downstairs and he's angry that they're having stew again. Stew again? Homemade meal again? Yeah, yeah. Laura, meanwhile, is annoyed and trying to grade some papers. And I I see her here. Like, I feel safe. Why does she have to grade papers at dinner? Like that's Jenny, a little over the top. Sometimes you have to grade papers just fucking constantly, <laughs> like while you're driving. <laughs> yes. In fact, I have a stack of seventeen papers plus eighteen is what thirty-five. Yeah, wow. papers I mean, waiting to be graded right now that I've wow. been putting off for like four days. Do you ever just like go like A A A B B B, B no. C? Yeah, C, more like B, C. B B B B B. Yeah. So, Laura, she's, you know, she's, she's just trying to do her thing. She's trying to make a good impression on the town, because she's like, I'm so young, people think I'm inexperienced, I have to prove myself. So, they start to eat, and the stew isn't done, and Laura's like, oh, shit, and she has to throw it back in the pot to cook a little bit longer. A couple Jen, of did things, you feel seen? A couple of things here. <laughs> yes. Because I can't cook. But I feel like I can make a stew. I mean, anything you just put on the stove and cook as long as possible, I'm fine with. I can, I can make do a that. good stew. And if the stew is watery, just cooking it longer is not the solution. Why not? She should. What I would do it would is reduce. I would, I would take some of it out, like the juice out. I would add some flour, thicken it up, yeah, you can and do then that. add it back in. You need to thicken it that way. But if you cook it down, it will it will cook down. If you cook it not not down, in twenty minutes, she said a half hour. No, no, no it would, it would take need to than be that. three yeah, hours. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Okay, did you know they use Dinty more on set. Uh, I used <laughs> to love Dinty more when I was a kid. True Confession. Also, did you get um Elmanzo Said you making your job harder than it is. I, Jenny, a- I aim? hate him so much. <laughs> Guys, want to take this? I will be honest. In this scene, I hung up the I I. Put down my iPad, I called Jenny, and I said, I literally am walking around my kitchen island furiously trying to calm down. <laughs> That's how mad I was. Were you resting this. your vocal cords? I was resting my vocal cords. I was just, I don't know, radiating anger and rage at this point. <laughs> He's like, you're making your job harder than it is. I was like, yeah, Amy's going to punch out. You're making him. your job harder than it is. This from a motherfucker who bought a dust field. Yeah. Where he doesn't even own the, the dam. The dam. People are loving my, my, you can't win a war with damn be against, wait, what was it? You can't, you can't win, win a, a damn dam war against the <laughs> oh, like, right, Is Jenny. that going to be the quote that I go down in history at, with? Like, it's Is that the one I get? That's going on your tombstone. I'm going to make sure of it. And... um. Going on Timmy's tombstone is going to be, death is what you make of it. Because that's what he has Speaking of weird tombstone stories, (laughs) I was in D.C. once, and I'll have to find the picture and post it. And we see this weird grave that's like, looks like a squirrel or something, like the shape, like there's like a squirrel-shaped tombstone Mm -hmm. with like a, and we're like, what is that fucked up thing? That's crazy. And we go over and look at it, and there's one word on it, because it must have been a pet or something. Yeah. It's Jenny, J.N., and I.E. (laughs) i I swear to god i'll have a picture of it i was like ah (laughs) it's like so weird because we saw from far away and we're like what is that thing speaking of weird grave stories i talked to mom yesterday oh no and she's like trying to find graham's grave and i'm like what are you doing she (laughs) she's been bringing up guys before our I shouldn't even say before our grandmother died. Her entire life, she collected (laughs) fake flowers. Yes. Like these weird 1970s plastic flowers. And she had them around her house for 40 years. Easily. Easily, yeah. So mom has all of these. And she doesn't know what to do with them. So she keeps bringing them up to the grave and putting them on there. Okay. Even though Graham is buried in a work zone... And they're just going to throw them they out. They just keep taking them out of there, yeah. But it's kind of genius, because Mom's like, I can't like absorb the karma of throwing them out myself. <laughs> <So she's, laughs> in a way, she's kind of having Graham throw them away. Yes. Wow. I'm like, okay, let's move <laughs> on. And then, and then I called Dad. Two weird parent stories. Then I called Dad, and I'm like, what are you doing? He said, oh, I'm just grabbing them by teat. I said, can you explain the Russia and Ukraine situation to me thoroughly? He goes, I'll call you back. (laughs) (laughs) I'll call you back. (laughs) All right. So back to this shit show. So I have an issue here. Manly's like, I'm starving. Okay. So here we go. He's enraged (laughs) that the stew has to be back there. He is sitting in front of a fresh loaf of what looks like homemade bread. I mean, if you are hungry when there's a loaf of bread on the table, then that's on you. I agree. I agree right yeah i bread. mean that bread i mean i would have that bread for dinner yeah totally i be oh, like did i tell you that there is a there is a basically a cheese and charcuterie bar at our new cafe yeah that's dangerous <laughs> that's really dangerous there's like olives and cheese and breads on mm. them. oh my god you would love it tomatoes I would love it. yeah i would love that why don't i go to work with you jenny there you go like, bring your little sister to work day. You can you can do that, but not in the age of COVID. And I don't know when that's going to end. Maybe they'll never lift that restriction. Yeah, maybe you'll never tell me they lift that <laughs> restriction. All right, so he's hungry and he's raging out. Then, then, Jenny, this had to set you off. He picks up a guitar. You know how this I feel is, about this. Okay, this is completely random. I never knew Manly played guitar. Nope. I never knew he even liked music. Nope. He suddenly picks up a guitar that looks like Michael Landon grabbed it from the dollar store. And he starts playing while Laura is working right in front of him. I would punch him so hard in the face that then he'd have that to deal with. And he'd be busy. She's like, Manly, can you please go somewhere else with that? And he's like, I'll go upstairs and play my guitar. And she's like, no, no, I kind of need you. And she says it very politely. Would you mind going outside and playing it? Well, he flies into a rage about this. From now on in my notes, I just have like, he's pouting with the guitar. He's pouting on the sofa. He's pouting upstairs. Because, like, he just turns into like a five year old. It's so weird, guys. So he's like, I don't understand this. A man can't have accidents. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing this? Hey, everyone. And I'm a failure. <laughs> Like, okay, so then he's like, this is I can't do the whole thing in his voice, but he says (laughs) You won't be able to teach later. (laughs) This is not gonna work. We do not have a life together. I slave away and then I come home and hey everybody, I'm not getting attention from my (laughs) wife. Like he need attention. attention." (laughs) Then he accuses her of setting the table like she would feed the livestock. Well, and my whole thing, I'm screaming at the I watch things on a computer, so I'm screaming at the computer. Just cook. Why don't you cook dinner? If you're sitting there with nothing to do and she has all this work, just cook dinner. Mm-hmm. Like, it's mm-hmm. okay. Like, you won't lose testosterone. <laughs> Jenny, I think we need secret, like, video footage of us watching these episodes. (laughs) Timmy came in the house when I was watching this, and I literally had my head in my arms on the bar, and I was just trying to breathe. (laughs) Okay, so later he's in bed, and Laura comes in, and he decides he's going to leave, and he goes downstairs to sleep on the floor like the piece of shit he is. He's pouting in bed. And then she's bowing next to him. And then he gets up and he goes down to sleep on the sofa. Mm-hmm. A sofa that, like, sofas in those days were not made for this. No. no. Yeah. So he rolls on the floor. Good. That's where he belongs. Oh. At breakfast the next morning, I wrote, things are icy at best. <laughs> <laughs> so later we see Pa. Now, I want to talk about Pa for a second. What happened? What's happened He looks a little him? rough. He looks He rough. looks real rough. <laughs> like, Okay, now, not to be dark, but I did Google if he had gotten sick at this oh, point. Oh, yeah. But he didn't. That was okay. years later. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was but much But that's later. how bad it was, guys, that I was like, something is wrong here. Wasn't he like a raging alcoholic at this time? Well, I mean, he drank and smoked a lot, but... I I came up with another theory. I think it was super hot on the set that day. Oh, maybe because he looks real sweaty. <laughs> he, I'm like, Paul's looking a little worse for the weather, and he's yeah. looking a little bronzy. Yes, he's not <laughs> season two, Paul. I was upset. He's gleefully walking out of the Olson's with the window pane, and he sees Laura, and he's all like, "What's wrong?" Like immediately. And Laura confides in him that she and Almanzo had a little fight, and Paul tells her, make up with this shit. Don't let arguments drag out. Like, knock it off. Yeah. All right, so now we're at the feed and see Jen, and there is this chick who comes out of nowhere. No, you remember her. Jenny, I don't remember this woman. Yeah, yeah, remember he was dating her. Oh, is she the one he was going to bring to the dance? Yes, yes. Oh, okay, okay. So she got her first song published, and she's living in Chicago, and she is totally I'm Manly. And I did write, though, that she is age-appropriate. She is, but I was like, what does it even mean to get a song published? And we later find out what that means. And also, I want to say, I looked her up to see, like, was she age-appropriate? This woman, like, literally did three things, and we never heard from her again. Yeah, she was on some soap operas. She was on, I want to say Young and the Restless, like, real early on. Like, I wouldn't know her. But she's just gone. Like, that's yeah, it. Gone. that was it. It was yeah. weird. So, maybe, maybe she got married and completely gave up her career. Yeah, that's probably what happened. Yeah, that's probably what happened. So, Laura sees them, and she just flies into a rage. She goes over, and she gets real petty with them. It's not a good look, Laura. But don't not... forget, Laura is a fucking teenager. Laura's a child. Yeah. Correct. So Brenda Sue's like, my, my. Okay. Okay. Now they're home, and they're fighting again, and Laura is angrily kneading dough. And Manly's (laughs) insisting that there's nothing between him and Brenda Sue, and he's like, all we ever had in common was music, and that's what you saw us talking about. And then he tells Laura, being jealous of Brenda Sue is plain old stupid. It's stupid. She says, Well maybe I'm too stupid to cook supper and shoves the dough right into his gut and runs away. Sick burn. (laughs) Totally sick burn. Well I'm like, is that gonna be homemade bread? What are we doing with that dough? Now it has mamma makeups on it. Hey everyone, it's my homemade dough. Uh, Okay. Now we see Pa hammering his new picture window pane in with care and he gets I have an index card. Okay. How hard was it to make glass in the 1800s slash a brief history of glass? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. There was, I wanted to do my index card on Brenda. As you mentioned, she did nothing. So that would have been a really short index card. Can I read you one thing before you begin? Uh, Just one quick thing. Go ahead. Bonanza, season six, episode 15, written by Frank Cleaver, directed by William Claxton. Hoss is entered into a flapjack eating contest by Joe, who needs money to replace a ruby that was stolen from him. To ensure a win, Joe puts unhappy Hoss on a starvation diet, rigging the kitchen with alarms to keep him away from food. In the meantime, the boys attempt to replace a broken window with a new pane of glass, and it proves to be an impossible task. Oh my god. Is anything original in these seasons? I, I just wanted you to have that context going into this, that... Michael Landon seems to have an obsession with panes of glass. Go on. Bonanza sounds bonkers. I've never watched it. I know. Okay. So the ancient Romans kind of like invented glass blowing. Sure. But they made flat glass by rolling out hot glass onto a smooth surface. It was neither clear nor even, but it was good enough to use in the windows at that time. By 1668, French company Saint-Gobain... Had had perfected a broad glass method that involved blowing long glass cylinders, slitting them, and then unrolling them to form an almost flat rectangle. The plate, the plate was then ground and polished on both sides. Still very imperfect. By the 1800s, glass was being made by blowing a very large cylinder and allowing it to cool, which actually would have made it much easier to ship. Then it okay. was then it was cut with a diamond after then like you can move it around as a cylinder and then it would be reheated in a special oven and then flattened. Cause like a cylinder of glass is much easier to ship than a flat plane. As we see in 1871, a gentleman named William Pil- Pilkington, Pilkington invented a machine that allows large sheets of glass to be made. So that like it, that, that was probably how this was made. It was probably just cutting large sheets of glass. But I don't know. It didn't say how the how the sheets were created. In this eight, in, is riveting. Yeah, this is a bad source. It's like info.glass.com. <laughs> like it's all I could find, really. In a short, in the five minutes I did this before this, it's like horses quarterly glass No, But I'm just, quarterly. as I'm reading this, I'm like, it doesn't say how those large sheets of glass are made. But okay. okay. In 1900s, ribbons of glass were drawn from a tank furnace between two cool rollers to make large sheets of glass.
1: Okay. That sounds.
0: This is all very dangerous because glass melts at like 3,000 degrees mm-hmm. Fahrenheit or something crazy, 2,500 degrees Fahrenheit. In 1959, another Pil- Pilkington invent the whole. This family just invented glass methods. Like okay. every generation, <laughs> it's super weird. Invented the flat, the floating glass process. A continuous strip of molten glass is poured from the furnace onto molten metal, a shallow bath of molten metal, usually tin. That's how glass is still made today. So 90% of the world's glass is made this way. Okay. And I guess it's like inexpensive and easier to make because it wasn't easy. I mean, you saw how complicated it is to ship things in this day. You got to use like wood crates and hay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like this is not cheap or easy. This glass stuff. Well, and Paul went from I don't think I could feed our family to let so me let's just a keep glass buying window. new glass. <laughs> yes, right. Because I mean they're not going to be a dollar. They're going to be more than yeah, that. It was. I weird. should try to find out how much it would cost, but that sounds like a lot of work. So he's he's hammering. Are we done with that boy? Yeah. Okay. He's hammering in the window, and oh, we see Carrie. By the way. And this was the first episode in which she had two braids resembling Laura, hmm. just so we know. Laura storms in and she slams the door and the glass shatters. <laughs> that it was falls so funny. out and shatters. And Jen, instead of Paul being angry, we get the like, womp, womp. Yeah, exactly. This like, weird. it Yeah. It gets zany. Yeah. So she's like, I'm leaving. Oh, wait, that's Almanzo's <laughs> voice. She's like, I'm leaving Almanzo. Now we cut to Elmanzo burning dinner like an idiot. And he starts talking to himself. Okay. And he's like, what did I do? She saw me with another girl. She turned on me like a snake. Then he hears a wagon pull up, pull up and he assumes it's Laura. And he's like, all ready for her apology. Nope, it's Harriet. Yeah, it's Harriet. For it's some Harriet. unknown reason. Now Harriet delivers material, Jen. So she quickly sniffs out what's happening. And now Harriet runs with unbridled glee back to Nellie and says, I have great news. Laura left Almanzo. Why is that great news? And then Nellie kind of smiles and I'm like, I thought Nellie was married and happy and doesn't care about this stupid shit anymore. Right. I'm wondering if like Harriet still wants her with Almanzo because he's not Jewish. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if it's still that whole anti-semitic nightmare i don't know she's running at super scoop speed though let's face it it's just stupid and like we always again these this director writer whoever just being so heavy-handed and obvious like having harriet kind of smile or hint that she's like you know relishing in their pain is one thing to have her running around town screaming this is great news is quite another What's that word? Schuttenfreizen? Yes. Schadenfreude or something. Freud. Yeah. Something where you delight in the misery of others. <laughs> Jenny, I feel like that should be your middle name. Because okay, you delight in my true. misery. Just you delight yours. in my misery. Just yours. Yeah. So back at the Ingalls, Paul's really A- stuck. Amy, Amy Freuden. <laughs> yeah. Back at the Ingalls, Paul is really stuck on the fact that Almanzo called Laura stupid. And Carolyn's like, Charles, everybody has fights. And he's like, but I never called you stupid. Yeah. And no no like, da- fuck this guy. No daughter of mine should have to deal with this. Now, Carolyn says, are you sure about this, Laura? And she says, quote. Now, the question is, are you sure about this? Laura says, quote. I think so, but I'm not sure. So you're not sure whether or not you're sure about this? Like, we it makes know. no sense what she said. Okay. Carolyn sends Charles outside and then she tells Laura some fathers. They just never want to let go. And I'm starting to wonder if she is on medication for acid reflux because she probably wants to puke every time she has to make Michael Landon seem better and stroke his ego. Right. Right? Yeah, totally. (sighs) I just, I've referred, I've started referring to Manly in my notes as man baby. (laughs) (laughs) He's acting like a complete child. We get a short scene with Almanzo debating whether or not to apologize, but of course, he instead decides to double down. Yep. In the loft that night, Jen, Carrie is back to her trashy ways. She is just bitching about needing a story or some shit. And let me tell you something. Albert is holding this fucker down on that loft. <laughs> Carrie is like, I want a story. Read me a story. Isn't she like 14 by now? Yes. <laughs> I want a story. Like, she's been saying the same thing for, like, 12 years. But Albert's doing the Lord's work here. He's holding this shit down. He's, like, sleeping on a frame, a bed frame with no mattress. <laughs> he's counseling Laura. He's dealing with Carrie. Like, he's got a lot going on. Yeah. And he is yeah. just, you know, rising to the top here. So the next morning, Laura has decided to go back home to Elmanzo's, And Albert's like, thank God I could get some sleep. Well, I like how Albert was trying to talk her into going back to almanzo yes and it's like he is not a neutral party he has a dog in this race <laughs> dog in the fight jenny isn't a isn't dog, it dog in, the... in the fight yeah 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 i think so yeah okay so laura rushes over to the house and manly's gone hey everyone i took off <laughs> he's in sleepy eye and there's a note on the table that says my only love brenda sue <laughs> and she said that's uh manzo's handwriting he has like very feminine handwriting and i have a question did it take him six six seconds to write that like it, it did, did with his uh we did love proposal? actually we didn't even see him write it no he must no. have written it like when he got back to his desk or something and it, when i first saw jenny so laura burns up with rage and i have a true confession here so did i because it didn't click right away it took two seconds mm-hmm. for it to click that it was probably the title of her song but at first, I'm like, I, I just don't trust Michael Landon or Don Ballack at all. Right. So I'm just like, oh, come on. <laughs> please.
1: please. <laughs>
0: all right. So then, meanwhile, Manly's in Sleepy Eye finishing up his delivery, and he heads to the store to buy a gift for Laura. We have some weird exchange with the rando at the counter about her late husband. It's yeah, stupid. Yeah, what is that? What is that about? And then he sees Brenda Sue's song, which is called My Only Love. And he grabs it. Okay. Charles is buying another window and he runs into Brenda Sue, who's in there bragging about her song, and I wrote, Everyone seems to know her. How does everyone know her? But you said she's been around. Yeah. Yep. Was it the same actress? Yeah. Are yeah. you sure I don't think it was? I think it is, yeah. I don't think it was. Okay. I don't know, I'm look. Pause. <laughs> guys we, we just spent like 10 whole minutes looking for this we can't figure it out but there's an episode come at us help us where Elmanzo's gonna take someone else to the dance jenny thinks it's brenda sue i don't think it is it is it, he says something about it later
1: when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
0: That they went to a dance together. He said that we used to date, but like we, we never really connected. Like I never really But liked that her. could have been another person he used no, to date. No, he's talking about Brenda Sue. He said the only connection we ever had was music. Right. But the person, that doesn't mean he took her to the dance. it's her. I'm telling you. (laughs) I hate you so hard. I'm telling you, it's her. Maybe. Maybe you're right. Okay. So let's just move forward, shall we, so we don't have a three-hour episode. I hate that so much right now. (laughs) So Laura's teaching, and she's taking her anger out on her students, who know nothing about American history. I have that Laura's (laughs) angrily teaching. And I have a note here that if you're, whole class doesn't know something it's your it's fault. your fault not theirs <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> then she also flips on flips out on albert who's like just trying to hold the fort down like he's doing nothing wrong now we see brenda walking across town minding her own and laura just runs attacks up her and attacks. attacks her and she's like what do you think about him first she verbally attacks her Oh, you're fucking Almanzo, blah, blah, blah. Hey, everyone, I'm fucking around. Like, I don't know. (laughs) So then Brenda's is really confused, and Laura flips out and pushes her on the ground. This fight went on way too long. Way too long. Way Way too long. First of all, not only is Laura a grown-ass married woman, well, a grown-ass married teenager, but she's the teacher, and the kids are... Here for it, they're Jen, here for this fight. It reminds me of when our principal got beat up yes, out so front. I mean, how can you not think about that? <laughs> no one this. was cheering for our principal. Well, we were cheering prin- for the other kid. Our principal, they were <laughs> Our principal didn't attack someone, <laughs> but he was just a frail little man trying to break up a fight and ended up getting his ass kicked. I wonder, was he hospitalized? <laughs> I don't know. I need to follow think up so. on that. Um, Jen, you know who you are, Jen in the Mimi Bees. Give us an update. What happened after that fight? She knows.
1: She'll remember. remember.
0: So they're they're fighting and the school is cheering on, Yeah, Miss Wilder, get her, get her. And then Carolyn comes out and she's like, oh my God. And she's dragging Laura away and the adrenaline is pumping. And Laura's screaming, I should have scratched her eyes out. I should have kicked her in the face. I have a note here. Okay. I've been kicked in the face. It hurts. (laughs) (laughs) So Carolyn flips out and she's like, what is happening here? And Laura shows her the paper and she's sobbing and Carolyn's like, that's it. You're coming home and you're staying with us. Fuck this guy. And Timmy looks over at the screen at this point. Okay, Laura's in the kitchen with Carolyn. And he says, did she get a tattoo of a lightning bolt on her face? Laura? Laura? Yes, because to make her quote-unquote dirty, they literally took what looks like a charcoal pencil, like a charcoal pen, and just smudged a huge, like, lightning bolt shape of dirt across her face. So now you're coming for the makeup artist on the set, because, like, they're the only people that we haven't really come for yet. (laughs) I guess. Charles and Almanzo now run into each other on the road to Sleepy Eye. And Almanzo's like, I realize how lucky I am to have Laura. I never even liked Brenda Sue. And Manly's like, I have something for her. I got to give it to her. And Charles like, you give it to her. And it's real weird. (laughs) It's real weird. Okay. (laughs) Like, after that exchange, I was kind of like, hmm, okay. At Olson's, Harriet is burning up her new phone switchboard with gossip. She's been and, li- there. Was a whole episode that I think we skipped somewhere where she gets that where she gets it, yeah. And she's listening into people's calls. <laughs> <laughs> but can I just and she calls what's her name Miss Foster to yes. just give her scoop? Yes. Did you hear what's going on? And, okay, so someone who calls you with local gossip, how do we sign mom up for that? <laughs> <laughs> like that just calls you up is like, hey, did you hear what's going on with this person? Mom's kind of on the local work gossip train right now. But, yeah, we need someone to just call up and say, here's what's going on in the neighborhood. Switchboards, I feel like, were a thing. They were literally how you operated telephones for, like, 100 years. Like, I remember watching footage of the White House. So, so was uh, that's a thing like a power plant is a thing. <laughs> but I remember being fascinated by them, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, I remember watching footage of the, the. it was always women, the women. Gen what? Gen X, that was a thing. Telephones. <laughs> <laughs> the women manning the telephone switchboards in the White House, remember? And they yep. were constantly like, yep. I was fascinated by that. Whatever. Okay. So Nell's attempts to stop her, but she won't listen. So he pulls a ball or move and rips all the wiring out. <laughs> Charles is now pulling up to the house with his new window. And Carolyn and Laura run up to him. And they tell him what happened. That Laura attacked Brenda Sue. And Charles is like, what? Like, we need to, first of all, I think Charles is like, who's this fucking stupid that writes they're having an affair down yeah. on a paper for their Well, and then find? I love how Carolyn can't even say the words love affair. Like, she's like, Almanzal's having a love affair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, I try- do you remember, like,
0: there was things like that. Graham would always do that. Like, there'd be certain yes. things that she would just not say and kind of like say them like this. Yes, 100%. 100%. <laughs> it was usually like um because people say it in religious circles a lot like Graham wasn't super religious but I've heard old ladies in my circle be like they're like Protestant (laughs) you know I mean like that kind of thing it's like okay whatever so Laura so Charles is like we need to straighten this out because I just spoke with Almanzo and he's like he's remorseful he has a gift for you he hates that Brenda Sue bitch so, I don't know what's going on here. And Laura's like, well, I know whose side you are on. Again, justice for Pa. Okay, Why no. is he being maligned? Well, and then he's like, we need to get to the bottom of this and figure out what's going on before I do a of bodily harm. Great bodily <laughs> yes, harm. Yes. <laughs> and then he's like, we need to get to the bottom of this and figure out what's going on before I collapse from a heat stroke. Because clearly <laughs> I'm dripping in sweat. <laughs> then he yells at Laura to get in the wagon. Yes. Okay. So, I wrote here, she's resistant... But he wrote, or he's, she's resistant, but he's like, get in the wagon. And I just have to say, like, if dad yelled at me like that to get in the car, I'm 47 and I would listen. <laughs> I felt conflicted because I was like, even though he's not looking good, that was kind of hot. Well, I'd and then I remember, wagon. like, she's actually 16. So this is like yelling <laughs> at your kids to get in right. the car. Yeah. Laura climbs in the wagon, Jen, and when she does, she climbs on the window pane. <sighs> Wouldn't that hurt her? I feel like it would have, right? I don't know. Maybe there's like burlap over it or something. So now they pull up to Almanzo's and he's singing. Jenny? Oh, God. This is the worst singing I've ever heard in my entire life. I was triggered. (laughs) Would you like me to sing? No. So that you could compare it. Okay. No. He's so into singing My Only Love, which, let me tell you something. I'm a very very novice guitar player like would hardly even consider myself a guitar player manly sucks worse yeah. than i do guys can't even do a simple g chord he's like fucking this up he's a horrifying singer like, and then i realized like when i saw her sheet music like that's what it means to get a song published yeah so this is how old fucking timey this is like you would write a song <laughs> like on actual like sheet music yeah and then yeah. they would publish it into the book, and then another person would pick up that book. Had to know how to play an instrument and then play mm-hmm. your song. Mm-hmm. Wow! Yes! Wow! Jenny, that was even a thing when we were kids. Well, I get the like getting sheet music, and but like yeah. the, she didn't have a record that you listened no, to. No! 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 So this it's is so the weird only way you me. can hear this song yeah. is to play it yourself. Yes! Yes! Agreed. So he's so into this that they literally all walk into his living room right in front of him. And he doesn't see them because they need him. The director needs to get him to the chorus of My Only Love so they can hear the words. So he's like, what's going on here? And Laura's like, fuck you, motherfucker. Like, she's all, you know, ready to roll. And he's like, what did I do wrong now? Charles shows him the paper like... Dude, you put Dude. your love affair in writing. You said it out loud right <laughs> over there. So, he's like, "What? I write things down to I write things down to remember them." And Laura's like, "Oh, so did you forget you love me, motherfucker?" And then oh. finally, like he's like, "This is the name of her song. You're idiots, all of you." So then Charles and Carolyn look at each other like, oh, damn. <laughs> well, um, Charles Charles clearly thinks, like, another broken pane of glass was worth the price of admission for this. <laughs> He's like, "Woo!" So they split. They're immediately like, okay, our job's done here. You're staying here. Goodbye. And then I thought, is this what parents feel like? Like, you finally get your life back and your kids leave the house and you're like, yes. <laughs> and then they show up at the door. They start coming back. Because they marry motherfuckers like this. So they start coming back. Like, what do you do? Do you just want to pray for reconciliation so you can have your house back again? So then Manly's like, I actually thought about this and you had a right to be mad at me. Because she's she's begging him for forgiveness, of yeah, course. Right. I'm so sorry. And he's like, no, no, no. I thought about it. I'm slightly culpable here. <laughs> okay, douchebag. They hug, and she makes him promise to never sing that song again, and I'm like, the entire audience thanks you for that, Laura. Yes, we all agree Mm -hmm. with that. Mm -hmm. On the way home, Charles says he wishes him and Carolyn will fight more because he loves the makeup banging. Oh, God. And Carolyn picks a fight, and they go home to (laughs) bang. She picks a fight about he can't get the window in. I know. I know. Do you think that was a metaphor? I don't know. I don't know. So now we see Charles getting another window. And Nels tells him, this must be a pain, a real pain for you. This window must be a real pain. And Michael Landon is just looking at him like, really, dude? Am I here right now? I thought it was funny. I thought it was great. Laura sees Brenda Sue. Would you say this is the third and final pain? (laughs) Yes. Laura sees Brenda Sue and waves to her, but she freaks out and steers her team in the opposite direction. And they hit Charles and break the... Well, Charles jumps out of the way and he breaks the pane of glass. Because the last time Brenda Sue saw Laura, she attacked her. Yes. Yeah. So Laura's like, oops, did I do that? (laughs) Okay. Later, we see them all having dinner and Laura's voiceover tells us Almanzo played the guitar. (laughs) I wrote it and I want to stab him. Laura (laughs) says Almanzo played the guitar for hours. Oh, God. And Paul could not play his fiddle because he had to put his old window back in. He cannot play his fiddle because he had to try to like rage, put the window back in and not listen to Almanzo. Jenny, question. Mm-hmm. If he cannot play a single G chord, what's he doing? Playing know. for hours. I don't know. Like, guys, I have mastered American Pie, oh, that God. song, right? Okay. I have mastered Margaritaville. Oh, boy. You ask me to play anything more sophisticated than that, it's not happening. So if you want me to play guitar for hours, you're gonna hear those two songs on loop and so not I th- well. <laughs> I think those first two songs should be part of Amy's variety hour. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh yeah, let me let me talk more about that, guys. If we get to eighty patron, or 100 patrons or a hundred patrons. Oh my god, a hundred. A hundred, a hundred. So we're at seventy nine. So if we get to a hundred, which you know, we've said this before, the beginning of the month is the best time to sign up. So keep that in mind. This will drop the middle of March, but wait for April. That's fine. We don't care. Whatever. If we get to 100, I'm going to do Amy's Variety Hour. I already have so many ideas oh God. in the hopper okay. for this. Right. One of them includes Timmy and me talking about his favorite episode of The Waltons. Um, I have to approve every episode that goes out of that. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> what if uh, I have an episode where I just want to... Invite I'll just one of lock your you. ex-boyfriends on to talk shit about you. <laughs> I'll just lock you out of the account. <laughs> Resetting Wouldn't it be, so great, would it be so great if I called up one of the 17 Bryans that you used to date, <laughs> the ones that are still alive, and we just talk shit about you? Okay. Oh my God, I would love that. Or I'll find some disgruntled employee of yours back from your old job and just bring them on sure. the air. I can we'll talk about in. it. Mm-hmm. No, but one of the other ideas I have is I'm gonna interview mom about your packing and ice. Oh, that's gonna be riveting. So that'll be riveting. <laughs> okay. So basically Amy's variety hour is you just talking to people about me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this makes so no, much sense. No. This makes so no, much. Fucking sense. No. no, I actually have some interviews planned. Well, there oh, might oh. be I was thinking of authors, of writers. Like it doesn't okay. necessarily have to be gen x it's amy's variety no 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 no. it has to match our brand could the writer be a gen x person this is getting loose this is getting real real (laughs) loose as long as they wrote about something gen x oriented oh no what if they don't what are they writing about you are gonna have me really narrowed down you are clipping my wings we have to discuss it You are clipping my wings. You are not letting me fly. It's not Amy's pile of trash hour. That's like any (laughs) random shit. It's not Amy's like 99 cent store hour. Um, I thought I know a guest that I could bring on and we could have a debate about whether Nirvana or Pearl Jam are the better band. Fine. That's fine. That makes sense. Um, I could talk about soap operas. Fine. i know I someone someone in the mimi bees my friend karen would be all over that i've that been dodging be that soap bullet mm-hmm. for a long time mm-hmm. <laughs> and i think it's just gonna be i thought i can do an episode where i just read poetry to people no not approved <laughs> not approved all right guys so you're welcome you're welcome patrons <laughs> jenny whose fault is this this is laura's fault Oh, I have this is Manly's fault. Hey, everyone, I'm to blame. <laughs> While I agree that Manly has significant blame in this episode, mm-hmm. you can't attack a person and beat them in front of your class. <laughs> Not hey, everyone, okay. I'm an emotionally stunted man, child. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. But Laura handled this real, real bad. <laughs> Laura did handle it bad, but she's but... also 16 so she's we we can't expect more this is how my kids would handle it they'd be beating somebody in the street (laughs) all right jenny so at the end of every episode we look back on a theme or a lesson something we took how it affected us we think about um what we learned what we were scarred by i don't know whatever we you we no. what do i say here it's designed to answer to finish the sentence. Gen X, this is why. Jenny, what is your why for this episode? So I'm going to bring out a an why and dust it off. You probably already know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> this is why monogamy is exhausting. Oh, Jenny, how many times do you have to go on about this? <laughs> Damn it. Like just all this time spent on jealousy and like fear of losing someone and um, like. Don't you feel though that that would happen regardless? What do you mean? Like, that probably happens in polyamorous relationships. The whole Jealousy point is, is... a human relation. But the whole human point emotion. is you share people. So, like, you're not jealous if they're with someone else. That's the so, whole point. So, you're saying there is never a time. Say say you are in a relationship with two people, a man mm-hmm. and a woman, right? hmm There's never a time where, like, you lo- like that man more. Sure. And, I mean, but jealousy but is a human emotion but that's like that's more like the minor jealousies that go on between like siblings or between like friends. It's not like, like guys, I'm going to lose this person and I'm going to like kill this person because they're taking my, well, there's a possessiveness. my one person away. Yes, exactly. So you're talking about the possessiveness. Cuz yes. I was going to say if you don't think jealousy go watch some sister wives. Sister wives is literally yeah. imploding before all of us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I think that well, but there's also situations where I don't know, like that's an unfair version of it, right? A hundred percent. Yeah, so that's like different. Like if, if there was a bunch of husbands also in that situation, it would be different. Yeah, but you know what's weird about that situation? Like Cody, the husband who's a piece of shit, mm-hmm. he is like he has some weird jealousy because the other wives like one of his wives better than him. Yeah, it's well, like I'm weird. not surprised at that. It's, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's really weird. I mean, there's always, yes, there's always going to be that insecurity and jealousy of things, but it's it's different. This is like a possess. like this is my thing and this is my whole world. And like, if you're just jealous about like, this person's getting more attention than me, it's different than like this person's stealing my husband away forever and I'm going to be a lonely spinster that dies alone. Like that's a different feeling, I think. Okay. Jenny, I have, this is why you need... To know when to end a show on a high note. <laughs> <laughs> we are officially in the jump the shark. Like, take a lesson phase. from Shit's Creek, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that would be well, like... Well, I have like here... A... Or or you need to learn to embrace the limited series, which yeah. is a new thing. So, I have just... I wrote down three shows that ended on a high note. Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Yep. Seinfeld could have went on for four more seasons. Like, the, the money would have thrown... The network would have thrown the money at Jerry, and everything would have went on if Jerry Seinfeld wanted to keep that show going. Mm -hmm. But he didn't. He ended it when it was still good. Deadwood is another one. Yeah. Right? And then I did a little research on this. Now, I've never seen this show, but I guess this is a big example of it. Freaks and Geeks. Oh, I've seen it. I don't remember how it ended. Yeah. But I, I, I just, you know, I was trying to think of some shows that ended at just the right time, which is different than... A show having a great finale. Like, Six Feet Under is an example of a show having a great finale. That was a good But, you know, they also probably went one season too far. I don't remember, but yeah. I I think the limited series is one of the greatest things to come out of. Okay, I I really do. Like, even I just watched season four of Ozark. I'm like, eh, this should have ended last season. Mm, I hate that feeling. Yeah. Like, I just think, and, and watching this, there is a definite shift in this show. Oh, there's like, no question. This is Jump the Shark. I I'm assuming everyone knows what that means. Oh yeah. Jumping the Shark Guys is when a show you know, coined by John Hine <laughs> of the Howard Stern Show. It's when um Fonzie strapped on his leather jacket and Waterski jumped over <laughs> a pack of sharks. <laughs> And it is a metaphor for when a show just, just like, bites it. You, you can't even say it. Like, cause like happy days at that point versus like when he was doing the evil, evil Knievel jump over the yep. motorcycles. Like that's yep. when the show was cool. Yes. I mean, was it ever cool? I don't know, but it was good. Right. Right. And then like fast forward to that, you're just like, what has fucking well, happened here? Because then you're kind of like, why? <laughs> why? Why is Arthur Fonz Why really did this even this? happen? <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it, how this should have ended is they should have why, ended. Why is he wearing his leather jacket? <laughs> <laughs> he has on a bathing suit and a leather jacket. <laughs> but, oh. but this should have ended the end of season six with a beautiful, huge wedding for Lauren Almanzo, and like we're done. Like yeah. this, this went on too long. Yeah, this it was, was stupid. just... It was really weird. And now you're having all these bonanza plots thrown in. Like, maybe you these spin off... off episodes. Because didn't they spin off Laura and Almanzo into a different show? They rebranded it. so a New it's Beginning? Little House, A New Beginning. Right. But, but is that still... just season seven through nine? I think I think it's like eight through nine. Oh, eight, eight through and eight and nine. I think, yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. It's too much. It's too... Yeah, I don't know. Just give me, guys, give me season two, Paul, back, please. No, he's back. gone forever. He has gone forever. I'm just still hanging out waiting for Edwards to come back. <laughs> oh, damn. I have a feeling that's going to go sideways, too, Jenny. I don't know. All right. so Oh, Jenny, there's no why question. <laughs> why don't you tell everyone what's coming up next? We're going to do season seven, episode nine, The In-Laws. The description reads, Charles and Almanzo expand their business by delivering goods to Sleepy Eye. After arguing about the quickest way to get there, that's such a New York thing, (laughs) they decide to make it a race, which produces interesting results. Good. So that's going to be stupid. I have to say, the the picture I'm looking at, looks like Charles is going a little gray. Oh, no. There's nothing wrong with gray hair. I know there's not. I have a ton of it jenny there are i'm just looking ahead at season eight there's 22 episodes of each of these yeah hunger you know, down and Hunker i just down. want to say something dylan mckay is on the horizon for me and i'm just he's my north star i'm just going towards him <laughs> we sludge through the late seasons little house because like i feel like one through six was solid oh my god i enjoyed them so yeah. much they were great it should have ended after season six. It's it should to have really ended take a 100%. Turn. Like there were some goofy episodes here and there through like five and six. Sure. Like, sure. Not like sure. this. Not like this. Not like this. Not like this. All right, guys. Listen, we want to thank everyone for the reviews that we've been getting. Somebody left us a review as manly. I mean, it's still my favorite thing. <laughs> um, I didn't even see that. If you want to leave us a review like, hey, everyone. <laughs> hey, everyone. You're the best. Uh, we would love that. We would love that. Um, so leave us a five-star review. It just helps people find us. Apple, you know, their algorithm kind of What's
1: fucks with us if is we have it, a lot of reviews. Is that what it's doing, Is
0: that how the algorithm it goes works? up and down like this. Amy's waving down, her hand up and down, down to, to simulate, to simulate <laughs> Apple's ag- algorithm. Okay. Wow. Um, and if you want extra content, join the Mimi Bees. We're doing, or join our Patreon. We're doing Golden Girls. Yes, which is well-written and well-acted. Oh, it's amazing. And we also have Grease happening over there. And don't forget, Amy's Variety Hour, No, no not yet. TBD. Not yet. we got some time on that, I think. <laughs> I think we have, like, two years on that. <laughs> yeah, that might not happen for two years. Just like when Jenny couldn't give away the book. Remember, oh it moved God. with you. the Nellie book? I, it had to move. It moved to my new house. <laughs> Alright guys, so thanks so much for everything. We appreciate it. Um, Thanks for listening and we'll see you soon.